All right. <laughs> Welcome to episode six of the new Cranky Workshop. That's, ah, I can never remember what side you're on, dude. That's, That's uh, Jared Wilson from Inland Wood in Resin. That is Lee and, <laughs> from Busted Knuckle. Hey, I got it right. It's over there. <laughs> anyway, I'm Lee from Busted Knuckle Woodworks, and uh, we're ready to go. At least I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Episode, episode six. There we go. Math ain't my strong suit. Yeah, let's do this. <clears throat> yeah, feeling good today? Yeah, it's friggin' cold outside, but uh, I'm doing okay. I got some work I got to do, and not looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm feeling good. How cold is it? Oh, we go from like summer to fall in less than three days. So it's about 40 <laughs> degrees outside right now. It'll get really? into the 60s, but it'll take a little bit. So I'm gonna have yeah, to we're hitting a hundred. We're, hit, we're hitting a hundred again this weekend. So <sighs> pass. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I'm ready to go. I'm rocking the big poppy today. Ah, oldie but a goodie. I figured you, you, would, you would have been like a man ram kind of guy. He, he was kind of goofy, right? You know, going out into uh, the green monster and uh, relieving himself between innings. And, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, Manny being Manny. Let's see, I've got my Yeti mug. Always got to start the day with a cup Yeti. of joe. Yeti is a good Austin company. Austin, Texas, home of the world's most expensive camping shit. <laughs> Yeti. <laughs> I love it. You oh, guys, man, Texas is just kicking ass right now. I got there that Arctic <laughs> stuff, and I guess they're a Texan company as well. And it's like half the price of Yeti because I'm a cheap ass, and it <laughs> does the same right. thing. Are you a big camper? We. Not recently, but, you know, we're waiting for my daughter to get old enough to realize that she's not supposed to run off in the woods because uh, <laughs> we got a whole bunch of uh, larger four-legged critters up here that can do some damage. So, you know, basement's full of all sorts of camping stuff, but uh, yeah, we yeah. haven't gotten out yet. Yeah, we used to do quite a bit when I would... Uh... When I used to race, right? So racing motorcycles, of course, you have to stay at the track the whole time. So when I first started, I would just camp right on the in the parking lot or the tent, you know. And you hope it wasn't windy because you couldn't stick it down. <laughs> and sometimes you'd be wrapped in that fucking tent, you know, in the morning. But that was fun. And then, of course, we got our RV and all that stuff, you know. Like, it's expensive, so. Oh, yeah. Like any hobby. Yes. Anyway, speaking of hobbies and speaking of expensive hobbies, we're going to talk about that today. Since this is a woodworking podcast, Jared and I were thinking we might talk about woodworking for a change. I, I don't know if this yeah, will go over. Right. You know, we've been talking too much about YouTube and that can get really aggravating. So let's talk about something that's less aggravating, woodworking. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't know if it's less aggravating, but uh, probably a lot more fun. Um, Definitely, yeah. But first, some show business, because as I always say, there's no business like show business. So viewer comments. What viewer do we got? comments. We, we got a couple of them today. Let's see. On the last video, Five Duck Studio again. Of course, last episode was how we make videos for YouTube. And we talked about the tendency for some YouTubers to do gratuitous cutaways to the office. And uh, Jared and I are both of the opinion, well, 
I hesitate to call it an opinion. It really is more of a, of a certified fact that the UK version of the office much better. is far superior. Much better. Yes. And Five Duck Studio said, how dare you? The UK office is just as good as their food, which, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the Brits are great at humor. They, they are not great at food. No. I don't think that's a fair comparison. No, no. Um, my, my one lone experience in traveling abroad and going to Europe and spending a considerable amount of time in the UK, I can confirm their food, not so great. But then again, I'm a super picky eater. But their comedy, top notch. Way better. <laughs> Just top notch. Who doesn't like a lovely can of spotted dick? Okay, if you don't know, if you don't know what spotted dick is, okay, it isn't what it sounds like. Be be careful. It's 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 a it's a product that Heinz makes, which is of course an American company, but they don't sell it here because nobody in America would eat a concoction called spotted dick. But apparently, it is a really big hit in the UK. Mm-hmm. It is uh, some kind of a yellow gelatinous sponge with raisins in it, and it comes in a can. The fuck? I do not know <laughs> what it's made out of. Probably like waste, like waste plastic they harvest from the ocean. I, I don't know. Leftover but, uh, uh, Vegemite or something like that. <laughs> anyway, M. J.L. Woodworks. Okay, I was really triggered by this comment, so I felt I had to read it. I really don't know how some channels record, edit, and present things so well, even if the content is crap. What I'm trying to say is, it seems for some channels, the video and editing is more important than the content. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you taking that one right to the heart, Lee? Are you? Ta- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be on the opposite end of that comment, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, MJ Woodworks. Ah, oh, you're killing me. So anyway, um, yeah. Hey, listen. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment. We might read it on the air mm-hmm. if it's good and funny and makes a salient point. And if you're listening on audio, come on over to YouTube, join the party. We'd love to have you. So I did want to follow up on something that we talked about in the last episode uh, about shooting on a phone, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't shoot on a phone. I've never shot. Maybe I've shot a minute or two of B-roll here and there on a phone. And I know you do. Of course, a lot of people do. Yeah. So I said I never would, but I may be willing to reconsider that stance. So you're aware of the fact that the iPhone 15 just came out. Yeah. And there is definitely some improvements in the camera and especially in the picture profiles and the processing that I think will really improve the experience, especially for shooting videos. So one thing I've noticed, and this is actually a feature of iOS 17. So the 14, the 13 have this too now. Mm-hmm is the ability in the settings, and this is kind of buried, but the ability to lock the white balance. So there's three really bad problems with shooting on an iPhone. The way that it lights up faces, right? So if you have any shadows in the face, 
it really it uses AI to brighten up the face. And sometimes that's not what you want. The second thing is really bad exposure shifts, like mm-hmm. light, dark, light, dark. If we move the camera around, if you're in a shop and you're going from a lighted area to a darker area, a whole picture will, the exposure will change. And the other thing is the inability to lock white balance. So hmm. that means the colors will shift. So they, now you can lock the white balance. It's still auto white balance. You can't set it manually, but at least you can set it at the beginning. And when you hit record, it won't move. The second is Apple Log. So with a log profile, this is not regular HDR. They've had that for 10-bit HDR for a while, but this is 10-bit log. Of course, you'll have to color it in post manually or use a lot. But and this is getting kind of ner- kind of nerdy, <laughs> you know what I mean, for like uh, people who shoot, who shoot videos. But with the Apple Log profile, you won't get the exposure shift. You won't get the weird processing. And so I'm really curious. I'm not going to buy an iPhone 15 because I just got the 14, I mean, less than a year ago. Yeah, and I think my wife has a 14 as well. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is the ability, because it has USB-C now, to stream directly to an SD card or SSD hard drive Hmm. connected directly to the camera. Right. So I have seen that on YouTube and people are doing that. And that is fantastic too, right? Because you can, I mean, even if you only have a small, like a 256 megabyte storage, you can put a two terabyte hard drive to it, right? So yeah, because we know that that just recording the video, it eats up memory. Just super, super quick. 256 is nothing. You can go through that with a few video clips. Yeah, and if you shoot Apple Log, it's ProRes, which is humongous files, right? They're not compressed at all. So if anybody shoots on an iPhone 15 who's watching or listening to this, I would really like to know what kind of results you're getting. So I just wanted to just throw that out there as an addendum to the last episode. Yeah, a little follow-up. But I think we also... We somewhat glossed over this, and um, I'd be curious to see of, of anybody who watched that previous video just like what the percentage breakdown is of people who are shooting on a phone. Are they using iPhone or are they using something else? Because I'm I'm almost a hundred percent using a Galaxy, and you know the the whole Android side of things is completely different than the Apple th- Apple side of things. So I, I'm I'm just curious if that's uh, if most people who are shooting on a phone are using iPhone. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested. And, you know, the Android phones for video don't suffer from the same issues with like the gamma shift and the color shift as the iPhones typically have. So that would be, that would be interesting to know too. So anyway, Hey, listen, I was just reminded, uh, see, I got my Texas Woodworking Festival Uh, coffee cup here. Nice little, uh, Uh, memento, a nice trinket. <clears throat> yes, and uh, it has my my title. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is this is one of a kind. This, they Austin, only give them out to the special uh, people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, do you guys have a woodworking festival up there in Washington or Spokane? If there's anything remotely close to what you talked about with the Texas Woodworking Festival, it would be on the west side. We don't have nice things in the inland Northwest. Not, <laughs> we, we just don't. Um, yeah, the, we we have a bustling craft show circuit, but we do not have right. um, 
any kind of large woodworking stuff. We've got like a home and garden show and that's, that's about the extent of any kind of large convention style woodworking craft related thing, but nothing strictly woodworking. Right. So the Texas woodworking festival is very much like a traditional trade show. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There are vendor booths and there are uh, people selling their wares and so forth. I find it kind of strange. There are a lot of woodworkers. They're selling projects very much like a craft show, okay. which to me, which to me is weird, right? Are you going to sell a lot of woodworking projects to a bunch of woodworkers? A bunch of woodworkers, <laughs> right? Know your audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, everything I everything I looked at, I, I was like, oh, I can make this. I can make that. My wife I was can like, do that. Yeah, yeah. My wife was like, oh, look at this. I've got, I can make that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I can make that. Do, do you do that when you go to... Uh, All the time. Do you do that when you go to... Like, yeah, All yeah, yeah. But, All, like, mean, furni All like furniture stores? Oh, oh, definitely that. Like, we, you know, if yeah. I go downtown and we've got a... Uh, uh, what is it? Crate and Barrel or... Uh, we don't have a restoration hardware, but I had one back in California. And I, I'm that guy. Is this veneered? <laughs> is this like actual wood? I'm, I'm poking it, tapping it, smelling it. I'm trying to figure it out. And yeah. And then I look at the price tag. And I go, fuck no. Absolutely not. I can build yeah. that. I can build that. <laughs> yeah. Give me a couple yeah, of weekends. The, um, <clears throat> I can build that. And of course, her, her response is, then why don't you? Yeah, I've definitely had that you. conversation. You said you were going to do this <laughs> six years ago. I'm getting to it. It's on my list. <laughs> it's, on, it's, on my, it's, it's on my list. Let's see. Uh, okay, it's on page it, it may be 12 or 13 pages deep, but it's on there. And I know it's in here. I know it's up there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, one interesting thing I did find out at the Texas Woodworking Festival, and I don't know if this is a scoop. I don't know if this will be news by the time this comes out. But at the Texas Woodworking Festival, one of the vendors that I saw was Osmo. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, they have had in Europe, they're a German company, and they have had their two-part hard wax oil formulation their rubio competitor okay the one with the base and the heart and the accelerator or the hardener out for close to a year so they're bringing that stateside which may or may not be news but one of the things i haven't seen anywhere and i asked the rep the vendor booth rep this and he confirmed it is that they are going to have colors Ooh, that's interesting yes there's some insider information Very interesting. yeah right and the price will be significantly less than Rubio. So I, I think Osmo compares very, very well to Rubio in its current formulation. I'm really interested to see what it's going to be like in the two-part formulation. And I want to see what kind of colors they have, right? I think they're going to come out with some, some good ones. I think, yeah, some of the other competitors, lesser-known names, um, some of them do have some pigmented uh, hard wax oils, but they're limited, right? They're, they only have like the... <laughs> the grays and the black and the, you know, blacks and the darker shades of brown or whatever. But that's where I think Rubio has always had a competitive edge is you can get green and blue and, right. and red and, and red stuff. and pink and yellow. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I did a, a, a dining table once with Rubio in that. I think it's Sapphire is the name of the color, the red, and it was on red right. Oak. And that thing turned like, <laughs> valentine heart red and that's what the client wanted uh but yeah. yeah i think it'll be nice to have another option especially if it's a little less expensive and right 
you know, I've, I've never, I've never had easy access to Rubio, but I have noticed that Osmo has been a little more readily available. So like at Rocklers and, and uh, Woodcrafts and stuff like that, whereas Rubio right. has always been right. a little more boutique-y. It has, although th- their American importer is based here in Austin, right? Everything's so, in Texas, uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're only right up the road, right? So, the, yeah, it's been pretty easy to get here, but it's expensive. And, of course, Osmo's expensive, too, but but uh, he said it'll be cheaper. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know, even if it's just $5, $10, I mean, that's enough to make you go, hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if, if should I order from Amazon to get that Rubio or now am I willing to make a switch over to Osmo? And I've never used it, but I'd be very curious to give it a shot. Right. Yeah. There's some good insider information for you. (laughs) (laughs) So interesting topic, I think, and I'm going to get your opinions on this. I have opinions on it. I was talking to someone the other day who, who was kind of a beginner and he asked me for a piece of advice. And I want to know what you would have given for this advice. And I think a lot of beginners struggle with this. This is why I thought it would be a good idea to bring it to the show. Okay. Battery platforms. For tools. Battery, do- battery platforms on tools. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Right. A, a, cord, a cordless platform for tools. How do you pick the right one? Mm-hmm. It's expensive to get it wrong. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And you know that. I'll tell you what I told him, and then I'd like to hear what you would have sure. said. First of all, don't pick one, pick two. And I have a couple of reasons for that. You'll see I have two. Mm-hmm. I have DeWalt, and I have Ryobi. And I try to angle the camera so that we don't see too much of the Ryobi. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, no line has everything. Mm-hmm. Although Ryobi's really freaking trying, <laughs> they are. Right. They, they are trying. They they certainly are. So my suggestion was you should have two battery platforms, and one of them should definitely be Ryobi. I would agree with that. Just at face value, I would agree with that. I think right. if I just pick, if I just quickly pick up on it, I think the the Ryobi, um, the, the I don't want to say the necessity for Ryobi, but the value in Ryobi is that it is inexpensive, and they do run a lot of deals throughout the year. You know, they got Ryobi days at Home Depot, and it seems like every Black Friday. Almost everything is buy this kit, get a whole bunch of batteries or buy this and, you know, get a free tool or something like that. So there's there's a lot of perks. I dropped my pencil. (laughs) We're not editing this out. We're keeping it. We're not not editing that out. That's going in the trailer. (laughs) Drop a pencil. So anyway, um, yeah, for sure. I think that I think it's a great value added platform, if anything. It is. It is, right? And I think you need that. First of all, as my father would say, if we don't have it, you don't need it. Oh, that's an interesting perspective (laughs) because it's usually if you don't have it, you need it, or it's better to be looking at it than looking for it, right? (laughs) No, I'm talking I'm talking about he would say that in terms of like if you're the the business, right? If we don't have it. 
Gotcha. You don't need it, right? That's a that's kind of a common saying in Maine. Do you have a half inch coarse threaded carriage bolts? If we don't have it, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I do need them now. So anyway, um, it's kind of the same thing with Ryobi, right? They have just so much of everything. And the, the second thing is a lot of tools, they're, they're tools that you need every day. Impact mm-hmm. driver, drill, Cirque saw. disc sander, yeah. circular saw, the core tools, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the stuff you might use, framing nailer. Yeah. I might use once, a, twice a year, you know, electric stapler, yeah. um, you yeah, know what I mean? Like stuff, little stuff that, right. Dremel type stuff, you know, the, the niche stuff. There's no point. In, yeah. There's no point in investing big money into a top platform, expensive platform for a tool that you're only going to use very occasionally or that you just need for one project. Right. Yes. So for cheaper or single product or occasional use, it's a great platform. You talked about deals, right? Have mm-hmm. you heard ever heard of direct tools? Outlets? Yes. Do you have yeah. one of those around you? Yeah. Do you have one? We don't have a, a physical place, but I know very much of the website and I look at it all the time. Yeah, we you, have you, one. Yeah, we have one in San Antonio. It's, it's not in San Antonio. It's in San Marcos. Sorry. Yeah. So it's about a half an hour of drive. It's TTI, of course. So they have, you know, all the TTI brands. Uh, Milwaukee, Ryobi, but Milwaukee has, they sell very, very little refurbs of Milwaukee or factory seconds. Dirt Devil, Hoover, you know, all their household it's stuff too. Rigid part but of they them have, too, I think, is rigid part of Rigid is part of them, and they occasionally have some pretty good deals on rigid, but they're just full of Ryobi. They have a ton of Ryobi. I bought a $300 pressure washer last summer for 75 bucks at Direct Tools. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and most of the, and some of the stuff is like I said, refurbs, but most of it is like blemishes or factory mm-hmm. seconds, and you cannot tell. tell and it's a tool are. in the long run. Like half of my <laughs> Ryobi stuff is white because it just, like I just set it down while I was painting, and I'm like, I don't give a shit, right? You know, <laughs> tools get beat up, so yeah, right. if it's got a little blim in the plastic, who cares? Yeah, so you you have the blems and the refurbs and the factory seconds at uh, at Direct Tools, but they have the same warranty and they're mm-hmm. a great deal. Ryobi has never changed their battery platform in twenty years. I still have two of the old yellow and blue batteries lying around. I think they're NiCad and they still work. <laughs> I still right. got them. Right. Not that I, you know that I'd rely on a NICAD battery, right? For, you're right, they still work mm-hmm. and nobody else can say that. I mean, Makita used to use the old like camcorder batteries, you know? Um, DeWalt used to use the 18 volt kind of Ryobi style with a stem, mm-hmm. um, but everybody has changed. And I, I, and I actually like the Ryobi form factor. Mm-hmm. You can take it out of a charger and you can take it out of the tool of one hand how many times have I gone with my battery saver with one hand and I got the drill in one hand and I need a battery and I can't, I can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I need both hands, right? Ryobi's just got those two little snaps on the side yeah, and it's and boom, just, pull, right. and bam, you're locked and loaded, sure ready is. to go. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, I mean, that's a small thing, but um, I think ergonomically, I think those batteries work and they do have stuff that simply doesn't exist on, on other platforms, especially, and I think you mentioned this, a lot of the the craft stuff, the hobby yeah. stuff, like the Dremels, the soldering station, that that little hobby drill press, 
ton of like job site stuff like speakers and mm-hmm. and uh fans and coolers yeah, and, I, and being a crafter that goes out during the summer i've got i've got two portable fans and i've got one of the bucket top fans as a mister uh those things right. come in they are tremendously valuable when you're stuck out in the sun for 70 you know 70 80 days out in the summer doing craft shows i mean they are lifesavers absolutely yeah i love that uh little mr fan and uh just fill that bucket with ice and water and go to town you put a yeah. four hour amp or four amp hour battery on it and it'll last you five or six hours that's awesome sure yeah the lawn and garden stuff just a ton of it and a ton of and, and a ton coming out every summer too so cleaning stuff they just ha- they just came out with their new usb rechargeable line yeah um and they have some really promising looking things you know there another thing it's very easy to get right so how many times have you just needed something really fast or you burn Home something Depot up fi- yeah sure which is again common yeah. unfortunately somewhat common with your ob right but i mean you don't cry because the stuff is cheap but have you had to run down the Home Depot and just grab something? All the and time. It's right and, there. And it's a piss poor excuse to go and buy some lumber or something else that you don't need. But, you know, <laughs> you, go, you go down there and you're like, I need to replace a drill because my chuck is slipping. Or, uh, you know, right. I'm about to do this project and I need a framing nailer, you know, and I don't want to spin for Hitachi or, or Matabo or whatever it's called these days. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, my local Home Depot. Uh, it's like when you walk into your neighborhood bar, they just put the drink right on the table, right on the bar before you even order. Yep. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so, you know, I, I think, I don't think you're wrong. I think Ryobi is a great secondary platform. Um, right. I, I would, I would probably go so far as to say it's my primary platform because I I do have a lot of corded tools. Actually, all of my Festool stuff is corded. And I oh, think okay. there's, an, there's another thing that I don't want to get invested in a secondary ba- uh, battery platform, especially Festool. Those fucking things are expensive. But um, I, I just, I pers- or, uh, prescribe to the belief that like the last tool that touches your piece should be of better quality. So that, you know, it's more accurate, it's more precise, arguably you're going to get a better result. So, you know, with Ryobi, a Cirque saw, yeah, I'm using that to break down a piece of lumber right at the very beginning. But if I need to square something up and it's too big for my cabinet or my uh, slider, then I'm busting out a Festool track saw. And that's going to be arguably a much better result than maybe the Ryobi track saw. I don't know. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, that Ryobi track saw is not a great saw, unfortunately. I mean, some of their stuff, to their credit, some of their stuff is as good or better than the major top brands. And Mm -hmm. and one of the things I'll, this is sounding like a Ryobi commercial, but uh, one of the things I'm really a big fan of is those airstrike nailers. Those things are damn good. They are as good or better than the DeWalt or the Milwaukee. I built a shed back here about two years ago i bought i bought a dewalt framing nailer that thing is a piece of shit I, and i've yeah. heard nothing but great stuff about it you have the ryobi framing nailer did it jam on you once no the only time it jammed was because i wasn't paying attention and i loaded the nails in incorrectly 
That was it. It was user right. error. Other than that, it was bam, 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 bam. There was no lag time. There was no like the internal compressor or whatever having to cycle. It was boom, go. And I didn't, yeah. I used that thing for three days straight and I only depleted one four, out, four amp hour battery using that thing. And that's I incredible. That's probably incredible. fired 800,000 uh, nails. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. The, uh, that DeWalt, I like to call it my, Grateful Dead Nailer because it loves to jam. <laughs> and, Ba-dum-tsh. you know, the uh, <laughs> when you press the thing, you know, it's boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you know, you're just waiting. I love the DeWalt Air Nailers. They're electric nailers or leave something to be desired. Uh, but the Ryobi Air, those airstrike and all the sizes, right? And I'm not a big, I think, I think for the, like the small, like the Brad Nailer and stuff, I mean, I think a battery platform is just too big. I use air nailer. But, um, but uh, they're great. I mean, yeah, I have I've, them, and I've they're got, great. Yeah, I think I have four, four uh, Ryobi nailers. I've got the big actual right. nail gun. Uh, I've got a eighteen gauge, a twenty three gauge, and then I have the electric stapler. I'm going to call that a nail gun. But you know, that electric yeah, yeah, stapler too, is fantastic. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing uh, drywall prep or something and trying to get sheathing up, it's just ding, 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 not the hammer thing. You know, it, it's nice. Right, it's convenient. Right, right. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so if that would be your second, if that would be my secondary or a secondary battery platform, what are the considerations that you would, what would be your go-to? I know you're a festival guy and like, but you, like you said, you know, the batteries are very expensive. If yeah. you were going to invest in a primary battery platform other than Ryobi, I, uh, so I'll admit at one point in time, I did have a considerable amount of DeWalt products and my DeWalt history is a little bit checkered in that. I don't know if I just got bad product or if I was a terrible woodworker and I just, I burned up a whole bunch of, uh, I just had a lot of DeWalt stuff go bad on me. And I t- uh, we, we used to have like a factory refurbish place that was relatively local. And I remember taking those tools down there because they're expensive and I had some money invested in them. And I said, how much is it going to cost me to get these things refurbished? And they threw $1,000 at me. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and, and that's when I switched to Ryobi. Um, right. But I, it, nothing against DeWalt. You know, every once in a while you get a dud. But I think if I was to have a secondary platform, it would probably be Makita. More so than interesting, yeah. More so than um, uh, Milwaukee. So I have a I have an electrician buddy who is all about what Milwaukee red is his color, and I've used it, and you know it's good stuff. Uh, but I've also used Makita, and I just think I don't know if there's anything to it. I just it's a good quality platform, and you know ergonomics wise, size wise, the batteries are a little bit more manageable and you know, that that's probably the way that I would go. But, yeah. I mean, Makita, you obviously have DeWalt, but if you were not a DeWalt guy, where would you go? <sighs> mm. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are expecting me to defend DeWalt as my primary choice of primary battery platform. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you straight up. If I could do it over, I would make a different choice. I, I DeWalt is good. Mm-hmm. I still invest in DeWalt. I don't buy a lot of tools nowadays because I don't really need anything else. Yeah. And I'm just very heavily invested in the batteries. 
that's the that's the problem right so <laughs> when you're very me. invested in the batteries it's hard that's it's hard to break away right but if i were going to start over or if there was god forbid some kind of a fire or something in here and and i had to start over i would go with milwaukee a couple of reasons it's more expensive but i think the quality is better mm-hmm. i think the tool choices are better and this is the other big thing and this is my one of my huge pet peeves with dewalt they will not commit to that 12 volt line they just kind of do and then they kind of don't and then they kind of do and then they kind of don't and it's like fucking get off the top man <laughs> that m12 milwaukee shit is brilliant and i think a lot of woodworkers overlook the 12 volt platforms if i was going to reinvest in tools i mean there's certain things like an impact wrench you need more power right yes. or you know I, i'm not going to buy a 12 volt circular saw but for like 90% of things for woodworking, a small screwdriver or a a small drill or, or even just a compact size of like a really small impact driver, being able to get up into a a small area. Yeah. It's genius. 12, 12 volts. Yeah. 12 volts is all you need, man. Mm -hmm. For like 90% of stuff that you're doing and work and working. You got to remember that these tool companies are catering to mechanics, the guys working on big diesels and stuff, you know, so that's why, right. And that's why they have a 20 volt line, or in some cases, a 60 volt line, like, or, you know, like the Flexvolt, the DeWalt, which I think the Flexvolt line is brilliant, but, but that 12, that Milwaukee M12 is, that is some good shit. Mm -hmm. And I would, yeah, I would, I would really probably replace most of the stuff with the M12. I, I yeah. think we also kind so, of we we also kind of nailed it a little bit in that there is when making that decision, the convenience of which box store is closer to you. So uh, you know we've talked about this like where's your nearest box store? And we can we can go like this, and it's you know seven steps to my left or five steps to my right, and I've got two orange box stores, and then if I go ten steps that way, I got a blue box store. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, when being invested in real, take a guess, huh? Take a guess. How many Home Depots are within a thirty-minute drive of my house? Oh God, it's Texas. So everything's bigger. So shit, I don't know, forty. <laughs> no, fourteen. Fourteen. There's fourteen Home Depots within thirty minutes of my house. So literally, I can just go on the app and say, "Oh, they don't have it." Well, next one, next one, next one, next one. Next one. <laughs> I can just go right down the whole list, right? So yeah. And if they don't have it, then you just get it online and you get free shipping and two. Yeah, yeah, there you so, go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly right, and um, you're right. The convenience of having the right thing in the right place and so forth. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fantastic. You know, yeah. And I, I think we could all just if, uh, we know the difference between the two stores, right? That the orange store is more professional. Uh, uh, job site type environment whereas the blue store is a little more diy ish if you will so yeah you know it just and they cater, on- they cater a little bit more yeah they cater a little bit more to them you know the the mom trying to put up a sh- shelf or hang a picture yeah. you know where is it where is it home depot you know they're not what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Which shitty sheet of plywood do you need now? <laughs> we, do you want the lightly delaminated or the heavily delaminated? Yes, we or have the one that looks like different. a Frito, you know, Frito uh, corn chip. 
which I just bought two of yesterday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anywho. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, man, I am anxious to get to this next segment because this is the coolest thing. Okay, so Jared had this idea. We were going to email each other questions. Mm-hmm. And instead, he said, why don't we just snail mail each other questions and open them on the show? Yeah. So, so this is stamps. Remember these things? Stamps. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> First of all, this is the cutest idea ever. Uh, I haven't sent a letter to anyone like uh, with a stamp in like writing on the envelope since like the 80s. Okay. So we're, we're bringing a skill back. Jer- That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we are. And Jared, okay, I don't know if you can see this. But this is the prettiest teacher handwriting I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Okay, look at this. That took this, me 35 yeah. minutes to write down. That's how slow I am when it comes to writing. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the yeah, audience but, is aware, um, while I was in college, I I was singled out on a midterm. I think the very first semester that I was there. And the professor said, who wrote this? And, and held up my little blue book. And I raised my hand and she says, this is the nicest handwriting ever. Everything you said in your (laughs) midterm was dead ass wrong, but you got so much extra credit because your handwriting was really nice. Hey, that's a teachable moment right there, guys. Penmanship matters. That's right. That's right. So if someone's (laughs) on the bubble between it. B and a C, you know, that could that could make the difference, yeah. right? You know, if you're writing hieroglyphics, yeah, yeah I can't really help you. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and we and you have an open mind, right? I have not. It is still sealed. And I have not. Yes. And this one is still sealed, too. And so we decided to ask each other just general random woodworking questions. And so I'm going to pick one off of this list. And Jared's going to pick one off of his list. And we're going to talk about it. And then we'll be video spotlights. Okay. okay. So, See what we got here. All right. Oh my God. I even mine's just, mine's just on paper. <laughs> Wait a second. You did. You did. You print. Holy mother. You printed these on. Look at this. Look at I, teacher these. paper right there. I got blue. I got yellow. I got red. I got everything. He printed <laughs> these. And then I even cut, oh my them, God. I, I cut them out too. This is unbelievable. Oh, I'm gonna, but I'm not gonna just grab a random one. I'm gonna pick the one I want to answer. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow. Ooh. Okay, man. Lee's not holding back on on question number one. I'm gonna go with that one for my first one. Okay, go, yeah, go, go ahead. I want you to go all right. first. Yeah. <clears throat> question yeah. number one: What is or are your least favorite style or genre of woodworking video on YouTube? <laughs> All right, I get, get stretched out here. Okay, I'm gonna say finish related videos. What's the best finish? What is, I mean, we've talked about this before, and hell, we even talked about Osmo earlier in this show. But I cannot. I will not. I I can't. I can't watch them. Do not care. The best, the best finish for your wood piece is no finish and never touch it. That is the best wood finish. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong. Seal, seal it in a bubble. Yep. Yep. Just, I, I don't, you know, the, all of those types of videos, they just, meh, pfft, I don't care. <laughs> Keep scrolling. Okay. <laughs> all right. So if you had, here it is. 
If you had one woodworking superpower, what would it be? I don't know how to describe this, but I've fantasized about being able to do this so many times where basically to just be able to like cut any shape with like laser vision, just go like that. And this is <laughs> like laser vision, laser cutter eyes, basically. So can I respond to my... it, it, No, go ahead. Keep telling yeah, us yeah. about this. I like this. This is yeah, fun. I was gonna, right. So, so basically it would be like a CNC. My brain would be a CNC and then my eyes would shoot out lasers and they would be able to go like... <laughs> Yeah. I, I, so I want to I want to ask you your own question. What is okay, or yes. are your least favorite style or genre of woodworking video on YouTube? Oh my god. ASMR. Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fair enough. Or anything or anything with hyperlapse in it, right? So damn it. <laughs> um I've just described your whole channel, basically. Right, now. pretty much. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, um, now, the ASMR, and you see a lot of these on Facebook, like just the shorts where it's just like, I'm cutting this with a bandsaw, and I'm just putting a mic here. And... I, yeah, the I fuck think... am I watching this for? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not. You're not wrong there. I, I, there, are, as we all know, there's different tiers to all of these different types of things. And yeah, there there are a handful of ASMR videos that I've watched where I was like, man, this is just this is dull. Yeah, and I'm not talking about no talking. I'm talking about just random wood porn shots. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yeah. wood porn. You know. Yeah, and and uh, I don't get off on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh hey i think we got time we got time for another one let's, you want to do another all one right, let's, you go first yeah, you go, go first <clears throat> all right uh oh wow that's an oh yeah uh, okay what? norm abram roy underhill scott phillips bob via nick offerman or who or your favorite YouTuber, who would you want to meet? I've always wanted to meet Nick Offerman and hang out. He would be a great guy to do a shop hang with. First of all, he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And second of all, uh, he just seems like a, just a cool dude. You know, Bob V is probably way too smart for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same, with, same with Norm. And I don't know if either one of those guys could uh, hang with my personality. I think uh, I think Nick is laid back enough. If I dropped an F-bomb or two, I think he'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> not that I do that on purpose, but, no. you know, what the fuck. And uh, <laughs> or your favorite YouTuber. I do want to mention, have one, I do have one honorable mention. I would love to do a one-day shop hang with Steve Ramsey. I I think he's a cool guy and he's, he's probably, I mean, he, he's no nonsense. He knows his shit. He's got he a just sense of humor. Like a, he's got a sense yeah, of humor. He's funny. Well. He's a fun hang. I love his approach to YouTube. He's like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't give a crap about the, you know, he, he does. He, he's a huge horror movie and Halloween fan. Mm -hmm. And every year he does Halloween projects with like blood and stuff. And he, he says he loses hundreds of subscribers for that. And he still does it anyway. Uh, yeah, and he, get, uh, he gets so much shit for having that, uh, that pentagram or whatever that's on his shop. Yeah, wall. Yeah, it's exactly, like, come on, dude, exactly. just get over it. 
Yeah, really. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Yours. Uh, <clears throat> what tool do you most regret buying? <sighs> I could go two different ways on this, but I've used one significantly more than the other in the three years since I've been in this house. I'm going to say the bandsaw. I regret buying my Laguna 18BX. I I bought the saw because I did a job that required it, and I charged the person to buy the tool. And then I had all of these aspirations. Wow. It, it was a big job. It wasn't, you know, okay. I, I just really want a saw, and I'm going to charge you two, two grand for nothing. Um but I had all of these aspirations, like I was going to start making bandsaw boxes for my craft shows. And I was going to, you know, actually like use the full capacity to do 16 inch uh, resawing and all that kind of stuff. And I bought it, I want to say eight to 10 months before we moved. That thing got boxed up in a pod, shipped 800 miles up here to Spokane, and it has been turned on once. I don't even have a blade on it. Oh, God. It just oh, sits in my shop and I turned it on once to make sure like the motor wasn't seized. And now it is a $2,000 paperweight. I, I oh, regret wow. buying that thing. And I have tried to sell it two, maybe three times for the cost of like a 14 inch. And I've had no takers on it. So wow, that's, I, that's incredible. Jeez. I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm foreshadowing many many moons from now but i'm going to do something pretty stupid and crazy to my sliding table saw to force me to have to use my bandsaw i i, I can't really i can't justify keeping it in my shop if i'm not going to use it and i hate looking at it just sitting in the corner like a bandsaw always does all lonely face use me are you gonna are you gonna put it in storage or, or give it away give it away in your channel and then fix it so i win <laughs> no i i i like we said about the the tool you know the the battery platforms i'm invested in the tool i've shelled out the cash i've tried selling it three times and nobody's bought on it and i'm not going to sell it for next to nothing because it, it is very light use um no, I'm going to do right. something pretty silly and reckless with my slider to force me to use my bandsaw. Or, listen, we have listeners probably within a reasonable distance of Spokane, right? Make make Jared an offer on his 18BX Laguna. All tricked out, too. I got the little light. It's got the mobile kit. I've got all the bells and whistles on it. He's got the bells. He's got the whistles. He's got the knobs and the dials and the spider webs. No that have, yeah, the spider webs, the spider webs that have accumulated on it as well. <clears throat> right, right, right. <laughs> but no blade. No blades. What nope. size blade does that take? Does that take a full inch, one inch blade? Um, I think it's. I think, I think it it'll. I think it'll take an inch and a quarter. Um, the biggest Ooh, I ever that's ran. That's nice. Okay. Was was a one inch, and I think it's a hundred and forty four <laughs> inch. Circumference yeah. blade. You put, an, you put an inch and a quarter uh, carbide resaw king on there. You are in business for life. Oh yeah, your, your grandkids will still be using mm -hmm. that blade. And and that's the that. last blade that I had on there before the wood did what the wood did and snapped that fucker in half. And I was really pissed <laughs> about it too. Yeah, those are expensive blades, yeah. but they will last indefinitely. I mean, mm -hmm. they'll last for 20, 30 years. I mean, if you treat them right, or yeah. or if you don't get a wonky piece of wood, right? Yeah. So, hey, listen, man, we're gonna save these questions. We're gonna answer some more next time. But yeah.
And, yeah. and by the way, all the listeners and viewers, chime in with your responses to those questions as well. I think this would be a load of fun yes, to see please. what we generate that way. Yeah, definitely. Please do that. That would be cool. Drop it in the comments. You'll have to go back and I don't remember the questions we answered. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, which which YouTuber would you like to hang out with? And mm-hmm. and uh, don't don't say me or don't, me. Don't say me. I'm, I'm dull not, as hell. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not hanging with with any of the of the sweaty public that listen to the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna have to cut that part out. Okay. Now listen. So we we are doing video spotlights. Video spotlights. I'm pulling it up on my phone so I don't forget what video I uh, recommended. There it is. Got it. Go for it. All right. So mine is coming from One Handed Maker. Uh, Again, a foreign channel. He's an Aussie. And the video name is Chessboard with Zebra Wood Inlay. Very simple. Cut and dry. Now, the reason why I'm recommending this video is kind of along the same lines, I believe, as last episode's video with uh, the the vegetable. Steve Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Um, The root vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. The one handed maker is literally one handed. And I happen. One armed. He he doesn't have. Yeah. He doesn't just have. Yeah. He doesn't just have a missing hand. His whole arm right up to the shoulders. One, One arm. And I'm. Not only, not only does he make incredibly ornate and beautiful items, it is just impressive to see the the fortitude and the determination to continue with a hobby that we, with two arms and you know all of our extremities, we take for granted. And he's doing. I even, I'm getting so discombobulated right now. I went outside and attempted to process material with one hand after watching this video now granted none of of the machines were spinning um but it's incredibly inspiring to see somebody and i don't want to use the term disability but somebody who does not have the same lot as the rest of us making stuff that is really really impressive and oh yeah having joy in doing it I watched the video and it's a chessboard, right? Mm-hmm. Which which means extremely precise cutting and assembly. You have to line it up perfectly. There's glue ups involved, and it's like it's, uh, you know how many times are we? It's hard. That's in? really. I've I mean, I've I've tried to make a checkerboard chessboard before. You know, you get the shit off center yeah. or offset. It. I mean, it's hard to do with two hands. Yeah. How he was able to get that thing perfect and so nice looking with one arm. Yeah, it has like a, a decorative inlay along the perimeter of the board, which uh, if I remember right, he he processed this way to create the channel to make the inlay. It's like... Right, right. I, it's incredible. And he said, he said the inlay was like 80 different pieces yeah. together or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous. What? Yeah, and I'm looking yeah. at it right now. One, barely 2,000 views, uh, barely 2K. I'm like, if there's a video that, it, or a person that deserves a ton of recognition, it is that channel. That guy has done amazing work. One-handed maker, chessboard with zebra wood inlay. And he has some other videos I've seen too on mm-hmm. there that are great. So yeah. definitely a good recommendation. Okay, so my recommendation is not someone who's, 
uh, has a, a disability, except maybe mentally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the channel is called, I'm kind of obsessed with this channel lately. So it's called Building with Bobby. And video I'm going to recommend is How to Build a Coffee Table DIY Live Edge Coffee Table with Metal Legs. And I mean, it's Holy not going to set the world every little buzzword in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how to build coffee table DIY live edge man metal legs. Yeah, and not not only is that a really a masterclass in SEO mm-hmm. <laughs> for titles. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot, a lot, as I was saying, the video is not going to set the world on fire, right? But I mean. He's got a bunch of them on there. He's got one that was, well, I'll get to it in a second. But his videos are so amazing looking. When I first watched this guy's channel, I said, this guy has missed his calling. He should be making feature films, Mm -hmm. not doing woodworking videos on YouTube. So I reached out to him, and apparently he has a friend who helps him with this or actually does like the, because there's like really elaborate angles and there's gimbal work and there's zooming and there's, that helps them with these videos. They're like semi kind of directors, both of them. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been making short films together since like junior high, apparently. So, so they made short films together as kids and the writing is very clever. The jokes are funny. He has another very funny video on there called, I will not bow to any woodworking sponsor, which is a takeoff uh-huh. on. The, it's a parody of a scene from uh, Wayne's World, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, which he claims in the description is could be his favorite movie. So, notwithstanding uh, his terrible taste in films, uh, oh, with Bobby. <laughs> oh, brutal, <laughs> rough building with Bobby. Yeah, <clears throat> go check that out. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, he's he's couple got a good t- sense of humor. You should have more. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great sense of humor, and like you said, he's got that cinematic quality to uh, what he's doing. So, yeah, yeah, good, good channel yeah. to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. All right, man. What do you think? Episode six. We are on six. Okay. It is in the can. And uh, let's see. So, this will be out beginning of October. October. Yeah. Halloween, then, here we come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, we will see you next time. Adios, amigos.